All right. Welcome back to the bookcast. I am Deal White. I am an Atlanta-based author of romantic women's fiction featuring black men and women. This is actually take three. The first two takes, my mic wasn't even plugged in. Fantastic. I have been, for the past few weeks, reading my holiday shorts, which are short, sweet, sappy stories that I publish usually November or December. It's a nice way to get one last project in and finish the year on a high note. I really enjoy writing them, and for the past few weeks, I have enjoyed reading them back. I've been reading The Kwanzaa Brunch, a holiday novella. This was my December 2019 project. It was fun to write a story that wasn't Christmas or New Year's based. I learned a little bit about Kwanzaa, but this story isn't really about Kwanzaa now, is it? That said, this chapter coming up is a little bit spicy, and like the last story, I wanted to let you know before I begin reading in case you need to get you some headphones or some earbuds, or get away in a room where your children or your mother, or your father for that matter, matter can't hear what you're listening to. Here we go. The Kwanzaa Brunch, a holiday novella. Chapter 9. Sienna. If I'd had the time, or for that matter, any spare brain waves to think about it, I'd have found it ironic that the man that Anthony insisted wouldn't be into hanging out, hoping we'd have sex, ended up hanging out at my place and was currently blowing my back out. When I'd reached for him earlier, I found what I'd hoped to find, a man who was obviously aroused and interested. I didn't know what Booker hoped to find, but he didn't seem to have a problem with full breasts and womanly curves. He took my mouth like he'd been thinking about that kiss for a long time, holding back until he couldn't resist a moment longer. In minutes, my ugly cute Christmas sweater was on the floor, followed by his t-shirt and, every now and then, another article of clothing from one or both of us. We kissed until our lips were red, raw, and chapped. He nibbled on my earlobes and dropped kisses around my neckline, making his way to the rise of my breasts before taking each nipple into his mouth and flicking the tip with his tongue. By the time we christened the living room floor, I was white-hot, slick between my thighs and writhing, begging him to fuck me. We stopped to take a water break and ended up fucking up against the kitchen counter before we made it to my bedroom. Is there a bed under there? Booker had joked while standing by, sheathed erection at attention, watching me toss a hundred pillows from the king-size bed to the chair next to it. I snickered, tossing a playful glare back at him. I like to be comfortable, and it looks cute. Yeah, until you gotta put a hundred pillows back on the bed. Well, that can be your job. He'd made short work of picking up where we left off in the kitchen, bringing me to near orgasm in a few strokes. I grunted, my throat raw from a long night of pleasured grunting. Booker hovered above me, with my legs slung over his strong shoulders, his hips crashing against mine, sometimes pausing to grind his pubic bone against my clit before returning to deep, plunging thrusts. Tell me when you're coming, Booker panted, his gaze finding mine. There was fire in his eyes. I sensed, by the trembling in his limbs and the way his nose flared, that he was on the edge. 
I brought my legs down and reached for him, bringing his face to mine until we were pressed together, chest to chest. I hooked my heels behind his thighs and rolled my hips up and into his while kissing him, sucking on his tongue. He broke the kiss, moaning, fuck, Sienna. His strokes quickened to match my rhythm. I gushed at the sound of my name being moaned in a throes of passion. The first curls of orgasm wound through me, starting in the small of my back. My body began its preclimax arch. He dipped his head long enough to press his lips to mine in a fevered kiss before, before tucking a hand behind my neck and anchoring his body with a fist. His long, hard thrusts returned, pounding his body into mine. Booker, yeah, right, right there. I chanted his name and some other sounds that were incoherent even to me. I felt flush, red hot, and my pussy pulsed, squeezing and contracting around him, which sent Booker over the edge immediately after. His head cocked back, and he sucked in a long, loud breath while his body quaked. When he was spent, he collapsed on top of me, then managed to scoot over so that he was only halfway lying across my body. The room was cool, but sweat beaded up on his skin like he'd run a mile in the desert. That was... Booker was still out of breath. I hadn't quite caught up on my air intake either. Best sex of my life, I declared. Something like that. Yeah. That's what you were going to say, right? I rolled my head in his direction. Not that this was a mistake or anything, that we shouldn't date or even occasionally fuck because we work together. Hmm. He pretended to think, then shook his head. Nah. I was going to say that tonight was the most fun I have had in a longer time than I want to admit, and that I want to do all of that all over again, a lot, and that we should definitely, more than occasionally, fuck. He stretched far enough to brush his lips across mine, and that you should warm me up some more of that quiche in a minute. Booker, seriously, if you need an out, you can take it. This was where and when every instinct told me to run, to guard my heart because I only had one. This was where I threw up the wall and dared someone to climb over it. This place, this point, these feelings that coursed through me, they weren't unfamiliar. They weren't even unwelcome, but they made me nervous. I don't like feelings. Booker flipped over onto his back, grabbing two of the pillows that I'd left on the bed to prop behind his head. He opened his arms and I sat up, molding myself up against his body. The muscles in his arms rippled as he closed them around me. I don't want it out, Sienna. I had a taste of what it was like to belong to someone, to take care of someone, to be taken care of. I want that, but for real. I said earlier that you require work. I've got my hard hat, my work boots. I've never been scared of work. He dipped his head, bringing his lips to mine. I met him halfway, opening my mouth to deepen the kiss. When he pulled back, he grinned down at me. What would have happened if Anthony had let you be antisocial the other day? We wouldn't have had to sit through that raggedy Kwanzaa brunch. I felt Booker's laugh through his chest. And that ugly-ass cake. I am already looking forward to the spread-the-love lunch for Valentine's Day. I hope Zoe finds a new cake recipe. Booker groaned. I laughed. 
Oh my God, this is going to be fun. Chapter 10, Booker. Sienna pried me from her bed about an hour before we were due to show up at Anthony's house. I had to roll home, shower, and change my clothes, so she came to my place and we would leave from there. I showed her around the sparsely decorated apartment, ignoring her mutterings of bachelor this and single guy that. Her place was decorated to the nines. I told her she could help me get my place together. I got her settled in the living room with the TV and headed to my bedroom, swinging the door closed behind me and headed to the bathroom. In the pocket of my jeans, my nearly dead phone buzzed. I pulled it out, using one hand to turn on the shower head and scrolling with the thumb of another. Calls upon calls upon calls from Tara. You know what? I muttered to myself. Let's dead this right now. I clicked my tongue, then opened her contact card. I tapped, block this caller, then tapped, save. Then I went back to my call history and text messages and deleted every call and message from Tara. I was officially moving on. Next up, WhatsApp. Booker. Head. Greg. Hey, you just saying hey, or are you serious? Booker. Yes. To both. High five emoji. And that's all I have to say about that. Jordan. What's going on in here? Booker got head? Ryan. What up, Book? Booker. Let's just say, Tara is officially a part of my past. I'm about to shower and hit this NYE party with my new girl. Ryan. Go off, young man. We get details later, though, right? I laughed aloud. Booker. I think Sienna would be as happy about that as Nala and Ayana would be, so ask yourself that question again. Let me know what answer you come up with. Jordan. Sucker. Pussy whipped ass sucker. Booker. Happy to join the ranks of the likes of you and Ryan. I gotta bounce. I'll tell y'all more later, but she's mad cool. And guess where she works? LOL. Ryan. Booker. Greg, fuck is wrong with you, man? Jordan, somebody didn't learn his lesson. Booker, for real though, I actually like Sienna. I'm serious, she's cool. I told her all about Tara, the whole story. Ryan, and still, head? Booker, I gotta go. Y'all not gonna get me in trouble. Booker, but yeah. Jordan, Reggae horns. Greg, I gotta get dressed. First date tonight. Hopefully, I'll have Booker's luck. Booker, hey, y'all have a great night. This is gonna be a great year. Ryan, back at you, fool. Sienna and I stood at the door of a sprawling home with perfectly cut emerald green blades of grass, stark white shutters around each window, and stately columns along the front porch. We were late and it was my fault, and I didn't regret a second of why. I'd come out of the shower to find Sienna sprawled across my bed, and I couldn't resist one more taste. So by the time we arrived, the street was lined with cars, and the sounds of a party well underway filtered to my ears. I look okay. I tugged at the sleeve of my button-down shirt, open at the collar. I wore a lightweight wool vest over it with a new pair of jeans and sneakers. 
don't worry about it, said Sienna. I'm literally wearing a sweater and leggings. She looked cute, though, in a cropped red sweater, skin-tight leggings that made her curves pop, and thigh-high flat boots. I had enjoyed taking those off of her earlier in the day. I would enjoy taking them off again later that night. The front door swung open, the sounds of music and laughter spilling out of the opening. Anthony wore almost exactly what I was wearing, only a different shirt and vest. I immediately felt better about my attire. He had opened his mouth to say something, but froze as he took in the sight of Sienna and I. Together, holding hands and probably radioactive, the afterglow was so potent. Then his smile returned. Figures. The minute I told him he couldn't have you, and told you that you couldn't have him, I knew the two of you would defy me and find each other. See? Matchmaking. I know what I'm doing. Whatever, Cupid, Sienna said, brushing past him. I bumped fists with him, but he grabbed my arm to hold me back. You know what I gotta say, right? I gave him a deep nod. I'd been expecting the, if you hurt her, I'll hurt you speech. All right, have fun. Be good. Sienna introduced me around to her friends. Faith, Will, and his wife, Saida, who were the talk of the evening because not only did they meet at the Thomas house, but had recently married, and Saida was sporting a baby bump. I shook hands with more than a few other friends from their college days, and a couple of people I recognized from Precision. The star of the show was the buffet. It was covered in food, including a little crock pot of red beans and rice. Faith took me aside to tell me that she had a to-go portion already set aside for me. I fell in love with her on the spot. Once I ventured past the buffet, I found food everywhere. The kitchen bar and every side table had samplings of a different dish, plus punch and every kind of drink imaginable. I now understood why Sienna had worn leggings and told me to pace myself. I tasted everything, and I mean everything, that Faith set out. I would definitely be joining a gym. At a quarter to midnight, I was laid out on Anthony's patio lounger, smoking a cigar and nursing a drink, staring up at the stars that twinkled above. I always felt like the stars twinkling was Mima saying hello. I raised a glass to her, saying hello back. Hooker, I've been looking for you. Sienna came around the lounger and bent over me, I guess checking to see if I had passed out. She seemed relieved that I was conscious and smiled down at me. It's almost midnight. Are you coming in for the toast? I held out a hand to her, but instead of letting her help pull me up, I pulled her down to me. She giggled, lightly protesting, but then settled back on my lap, leaning her head against my chest. I'm cool with this moment being about me and you, Sienna. We have some work ahead of us, but like I said, I'm not scared of work. Are you? Sienna twisted around so we could see each other, then laid a long, juicy kiss on my lips. Happy New Year, Booker. To a new start for both of us. Thank you so much for joining me for the Kwanzaa Brunch and second time around and unexpected. These have been really fun stories. Like I said, it's been uh, fun to go back through these and uh, read them for the bookcast. I realize they sound super amateur. <laughs> they are just too short to pay to have them recorded. So I figured the bookcast was a good way to get myself out here in a new medium. If you are interested in reading my full-length novels that are professionally recorded and edited, 
I invite you to head on over to my page on Audible. All of my full-length novels, except for my recently released book, A Thin Line, are on um, Audible, Brunch at Ruby's, Dinner at Sam's, Beach Thing, Leslie's Curl and Die, and The Guy Next Door are all on Audible. They all sound 100 times better than I do. Sherelle Palmer really does a great job voicing my books. But for free, you get me. Next week, I might have a super short story that I wrote a while back. Just a little something. I think it was, you know, a writing prompt or something. I I might upload that. I don't know. Other than that, that's all that I have got. Currently, I'm still working on the story that I want to release via Bookcast, so I will have updates on that as I complete it. So while I'm here, if you are an author or a writer and you have about 10 or so minutes of audio of you reading your piece that you want me to upload to the Bookcast to post as a guest post, I'm happy to provide space for that. So record it on up send it on over, and I'll load it up on the bookcast. No, I will not read your work for you. The whole point is for you to read it. I mean, y'all hear how I read my stuff, so. Anyhow, I am going to edit this and get it up on the website so that it can filter out to your favorite podcast app. Today is Sunday, the day that I'm recording, so I hope everyone is having and did have a pleasant day. And we'll talk soon.